Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to Anxious Black Belt Podcast, where we talk about martial arts and mental health. I'm Les Bubka, and in today's episode, we have a guest, Sue Roberts from Conversational Karate and Somerset Applied Karate Club. Um, she just uh, joined the exclusive club of Black Belt, so we're going to talk about her experiences, expectations and how she feels after achieving it. And there's some brief mention of levitations, big egos and weapons. I hope you're going to enjoy this one and let's get on with it after a short advertisement. Hi Sue, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. Kids are asleep and I've got a little bit of time, so before I chat to you about the preparation, about the getting on the black belt. Yeah, yeah, it's good to talk to you. How how um, did you get the, the idea to go for the black belt? I, I was asked to grade. So it um. was... It wasn't like a pressure from within that you have to do it? No. Oh, no, no. If it was left to me, I probably would never grade. <laughs> <laughs> Not the feeling. Yeah, no, I, I, I wasn't... Um, I was never really ambitious to grade. I, um, and I've, I've shared this a few times in different places. Um, when I first went to my very first writing <coughs> class, I, I actually said I don't need the gradings. I don't need the I don't need the belts. It was only when it was explained to me that that's just how it's done. You know, you, you go through a stage, and then when you pass that stage, you learn the next lot. That's how it's done. Um, that's when I accepted it. So um, no, Greg and Joe told me it was you know that I was due to grade and that they told me the date. So that was it. I I. I was told. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I was, you know, I suppose I wouldn't didn't have to if I didn't want to, but uh, but I did want to. Yeah, it's a good thing to achieve, isn't it? And um, so, what was your um, initial idea, imagination, how it will look like, what you're gonna go through? Oh, um, I suppose. A lot of ideas went through my head of, of things that I've heard, you know, that it could take four hours or five hours or eight hours. I, I didn't think it would be like that, but I was imagining just hours of sparring and demonstrating kata. Um, you know, th- those were the worst ideas that I had in my head. Um, but, but on better days, I thought, well, you know, it's, it's probably going to be an extension of what we do on a weekly basis anyway because I know how Joe and Greg um, work these days that you know they they're constantly getting you to do the things that they want to see so the grading shouldn't be that different from what you do on a regular basis mm. and um, was it harder than you expected or easier the preparation not the examination we get that to the later but the pre- preparation because uh, for me my mind uh, was making it more difficult than it was like, meant to be, it could be. Um, I 
I've never really imagined what it would be like to get ready to do something like this. I, it just, in my mind, it was never going to happen. Mm. You know, when I went through my first queue, I was, you know, that that was it. I was finished until they told me it was time to get ready for this next grading. Mm. Until they told me it was coming, I hadn't considered it. So when they when they told me, that's when I started thinking about what it was you know what was what was actually going to happen and getting ready for it how i would need to train so how, so, Tom. how did you need to train what have you been going through was it um i know you put a lot of lot of effort and we've been training together for a few times now yeah. i know that you're very passionate and you put the 110 percent into everything you do especially punching me in the head um <laughs> but uh yeah, that was uh, quite a something, wasn't it? You put up a lot of hours into the training. Yeah. Yeah, I, I train quite, for me, quite a lot anyway. We have three classes are available in our in our club. Um, Thursday nights, Sunday nights and Tuesday mornings. Mm -hmm. So I went to all of those. Um, I think one of the things that started to happen was that I put a lot of pressure on myself. And the closer something gets, the more scared I get. Mm -hmm. And what tends to happen is that I almost shut down. So when I heard about it, I thought, right, okay, I'll just learn everything immediately that I need to learn. Because in my mind, I needed to learn everything from scratch all over again. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I'd had that thought, I kind of shut down pressure just completely stopped me and I almost didn't think about it for two weeks okay. because I was just paralyzed with it I did I couldn't look at the syllabus I couldn't think about it I just went to class constantly thinking oh god I can't do this it's just <laughs> I can't get anything right all of a sudden the pressure just all self-inflicted Mm. Don't get me wrong. This is all self-inflicted. This is all the contents of my own mind doing this to me. That, you know, the thought that everything has to be perfect, that I have to know everything, and that just stopped me in my tracks um, for, a, yeah, a good two or three weeks. It's funny how, the, funny how the brain suddenly becomes our enemy into achieving stuff, and uh, the mental blockages start coming in because we over-exaggerate the bad things and minimalize the positives. Yeah. Yes. I in um, I was just imagining all the things that could go wrong and thinking to myself all of the things where I felt like I hadn't remembered things. I knew that I would need to know all the Heiankatas. Now, I know all the Heiankatas. Mm -hmm. Of course I do. It's ridiculous. But I was practicing them. Once I got over the paralyzed thing, I was practicing them over and over again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because I was so worried about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, in, in class, I was just trying so hard to make sure that I had everything down. And when I wasn't getting things sorted and perfect, mm -hmm. I, I was really frustrated with myself and going home every single time going, oh, punching's off, I'm not blocking anything correctly, and, and that's just that's just over worrying mm -hmm. 
but you, you as well um, look kind of from outside for the help and, and support, didn't you? I did. I did. I did. Um, whereas I, I do kind of keep a lot of stuff to myself and over worry a lot too much on my own, keeping it to myself because I don't want to bore and annoy people. I do also um, kind of reach out to people as well and say, I'm really nervous about this or I'm really worried about that. What can I do about it? How can I get over it? And people have been really good saying, you know, you you will be fine. You do know this stuff. And, um, and, and a couple of people have been very kind and jumped on video calls and been messaging me and, um, and saying, you know, this is, this is normal. It's normal mm. to go through this. This is actually quite a big thing. It's, it's all right that it's, you know, feeling like this, but your mind is playing tricks on you. Mm. You know, you're, you're, you're building it up into something and you know, it, it's, it's normal that this should happen. But so don't try and over-exaggerate what's actually happening. You know, you're just mm. getting ready to do a grading. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I have reached out to people who have been extraordinarily kind to me. Really. <laughs> I think that's the, that's very important to have a, um, that um, support network support group that you've got people who level you up you know if if something is wrong you're doing something wrong they let you know and if you down they lift you up yeah um ken knight was really kind to me he he was um trying to remember now what on earth he said he said you're just seeing the mountains ahead of you um which is because that's where you are but the the people around you are very aware of the mountains that you've climbed. Mm. They can see that. You know, you're not necessarily... Um, I'm forgetting what he said now, but, you know, as it's true. You forget what you've accomplished and what you've mm. already gone over because you're deeply engrossed in doing what you're doing. You're trying to put one foot in front of the other and climb that mountain and get mm. up it, and you're forgetting. To look back. That, yeah, to look back and think, actually, I have actually accomplished all of those things <coughs> and got there. Mm. Um, yeah, Ken is really Ken is really good with the philosophies and putting things into words. I really env envious of him. Yeah, he is. He's a he's a wonderfully articulate person, and um, his videos have actually been really helpful. He he had one out um, a few months ago about being a black belt that that inspired me so much um, that Greg and I then made a podcast about it about what it is to actually be a black belt. And um, that it will be different for each and every person, mm -hmm. regardless, you know, because he, as their teacher, is aware of what they have had to achieve in order to get there. I, sure. I was really taken by that. So yeah, he's a he's a he's a great guy to talk to, and uh, James has been super helpful as well in sort of getting me to put things into perspective as well. And and Greg and Joe, mm. you know, obviously, as as um, terrific teachers been very sensible and reassuring <laughs> <laughs> so what, what what have you been imagining how it will be as how it will um, a examination look like B how it will be to be a black belt so what did I imagine the grading would look like mm -hmm. the examination itself so I imagined um, I imagine quite a lot of it as it did turn out to be. I imagined it being a lot more stressful 
Mm -hmm. um, I imagined that the sparring would be relentless and very hard and against all the toughest people in class and just (laughs) really, in my mind, it had turned into this huge kind of epic, epic battle. Um, I kind of imagined that. Um, I, I just, I think I just imagined it as being incredibly long, really, really hard, utterly exhausting, and very, very stressful. Did Did your mind play tricks on you? Because, for example, on mine, my first done, <coughs> excuse me, we had uh, um, teachers from different styles from different countries, so that was kind of new for me. It was like an international panel. And they used to meet terms that I was not familiar with because my sensei never used them. I was like, oh, bollocks. Sorry for the wording. Um, I don't know what I meant to do. So my sensei said, oh, you know, do this and this. And I thought, that's a fail. You know, I didn't know the Japanese term. And through whole degrading, that thought that I didn't know that term kind of occupied my mind. And I felt like, that's it, I'm done, I can give up now, I can go away, you know, I failed. Obviously I, I passed, but um, yeah, it was just like my mind being so focused on the bad things that it kind of overtook everything. Do you have a similar thing or you just been on a mission to do it? I was, I was certainly on a mission to do it, absolutely. Um, so my, my, my nature tends to go between laughing things off mm-hmm. and being obsessively worrying so the the you know it's thank god for the laughing things off kind of side of things because if i didn't do that then i don't think i'd cope at all it was it's only sometimes when i get a nice calm rational frame of mind where i think you know what if they've asked me to grade they know i'm ready to grade mm-hmm. exactly I wouldn't be there if they didn't know that I already knew everything that I need to know. They just need to see me go through it on the day. You know, so that is the sensible, calm, logical way of looking at it. The the lighthearted bit was like, you know what, try and enjoy it because it's a big day. It's a big event. Hmm. So try and find something in there that's okay and memorable and, and good to look back on. And the other part of me was going, oh my God, I'm going to forget literally everything and I'm not going to be able to do this. <laughs> um, and what in your mind um, you imagine what's going to happen when the, you pass the black belt, you're getting it on you, what your head tells you, how it's going to be feeling. I thought I'm going to be enlightened and walking on water and doing stuff. So for me... <laughs> <coughs> so actually the award in the black belt and you know after it was like kind of um, anti-climax be disappointed because nothing changed I'm not a superhero now I still know what I knew half an hour earlier why is so much hype about getting a black belt um, I think I think because I, I don't think I was mostly just will I live up to it Mm -hmm. and also I don't think I 
you know, even though I've been told off for this many times, that I don't feel like I look or sound or will behave like a black belt <laughs> should do. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to be able to kick anyone in the head or walk on water or perform miraculous things it's just going to be me with a different color belt on Mm. can i live up to the hype and the pressure that you you know like you said that's what people think black belts can do and i thought i'm not going to be able to do that so i'll just be a fraud Mm. (laughs) how's that that compares now when you actually wear the black belt you you you've done successful grading what two three weeks ago it was on the 25th of September, so just over a week ago. Mm. And how's that? Yeah. How's that feels? Um, feels good to be honest with you. I like it. I like putting on the belt. I'm infused with the magic. <laughs> infused. I know the true meaning. Just, of just, say, just to say, just to say, just to say for those who uh, listen to it, she's just levitating just under the ceiling, yeah. and uh, yeah. in her black belt. It's true. It's true. <laughs> understand now the true meaning of Hikate and um, <laughs> I, I understand now it's been revealed to me as soon as I put the black belt on it was all there but it, 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 do, it does feel good isn't it it's got a bit little bit different sensation that um, that feel of achievement and you know we spent so many years kind of aware or not that we're going towards that goal uh-huh. it is like a, for, for me it is like one of the highest peak you went over let's use the mountain uh, Mm -hmm. reference and then you are on top of it and then you see oh there's more more ones but they are a little bit easier the first one is the steepest and then it gets higher but not so difficult i think i think that's that's in me because with every grade i had it was somewhat easier at least you know you used to it is the same color feel good I mean at the time I think I was just having just gone through the grading I think I was and and they they said really nice things about everyone so I was just listening to all the nice things that they were saying and listening to the kind things they said about me as well and that before I got it so I was just I I think I was probably a bit too spaced out Mm -hmm. to to um feel anything other than absolutely amazed and delighted that I got there. Mm. It was almost unreal, if you know what I mean. It didn't feel completely real. I was thinking, I am here, stood here. This is me right now. Yes, I am in this room with my feet on this mat, and I'm a black belt. And I was trying to kind of make myself realize that that had just happened. Mm. And the light came out from the sky, the clouds opened. Well, I've just done Kankudai, you see, I've been looking at the sky, mm. the clouds parted, the angels sang, and... Um, <laughs> gave you a black belt. <laughs> gave me a black belt, absolutely. <laughs> but no, I, I'm, not, I'm not mocking it, I'm, I'm so delighted, and I know that I've worked hard for it, I mean, yeah. I know that I've earned it. I, I, know, know, you, I know you did, because I was um, training with you when you've been preparing, and, and you could see that... Yeah. Uh, the commitment is there and determination is there and the willingness is there so I had no doubt you're gonna pass the grading really? yeah oh, that's nice. oh. Thank you. and you know you you said that uh, they said 
very kind things. What kind of celebration of passing would be if they said just only bad things? Oh, you'd be not good. But anyway, um, you can get the belt. Oh, Leslie froze for a second. Yeah. I what you said. Oh, I said that what kind of a grading that would be if um, they said, oh no, you've been not really good, uh, but anyway, have it. Yeah, no, that, I don't think they would say that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny, that though. Would, that would be a bit harsh. Just a touch harsh. Save that for the week after. Yeah, but just to see the faces of people just saying, right, you done this wrong, this wrong, this wrong, this wrong, this wrong, this wrong, this wrong. You've been absolutely rubbish. Your sparring is no, not good at all. But you passed. Have you have a belt? You paid for it. That's all right. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, that would not be good. No. That would not be good. Thank God. Thank God they're not that kind of people. Yeah. So how did the did the relation change between Greg, um, Joe, and you? Now you are in a uh, you know exclusive members club of the black belt uh no no i don't think so i rocked up to training on the tuesday after and um they needed to practice some stuff and i wanted to have a go at it as well so no it was just very normal tuesday morning we just did some practice at stuff that i didn't really know so i spent 45 minutes learning something and then I went home and went to work perfectly normal Tuesday morning <laughs> and uh, you know Sunday night was perfectly normal class we were working takedowns and takedown defense and I got dumped on the floor come back with a spectacular bruise on my elbow that absolutely kills perfectly normal Sunday night you know mm-hmm. so this feels reassuringly normal thank god so do you do you because some schools do um, that you become black black belt you need to have some responsibilities teaching and stuff like that do Greg and uh, Joe do that kind of thing so you've been you're gonna be teaching and stuff or you just uh, from in my school if people don't wanna teach they don't teach they just are training there so regardless of their belt but I know that some Shotokan schools um, enforce on people are now you have to try you have to teach people I don't think there's any kind of enforcement going on here whatsoever I don't think so I don't think they would ever do that Mm -hmm. Um, but this particular one um, we we tend to do our class and then have 15 minutes at the end for um, for practice and kata and what have you not every class but quite often Mm -hmm. and um, because I'd got an immensely sore arm um, I didn't really want to practice anything rough I was kind of done with having my arm dragged about and um, Greg said would I go in teach some of the white belts hair nida so I am happy to actually I'm quite looking forward to having the opportunity to do that kind of thing so I think it would be very good for me mm-hmm. so you levitated you levitated there with your black belt I did. and I did and I did. then taught everybody yeah I need to control that though as I keep banging my head on the ceiling <laughs> and it just it just looks shoddy you know so yeah. showing up be showing off yeah, a bit, sh- a bit showy off. You've got to get that under control. Get that ego, that black belt ego under control. Do I don't you... think there's any danger of my ego getting out of control, to be honest with you. That's what that's what I was going to ask you next. Um, because I think, sad to say, but uh, I think for me, it was that spike. <coughs> so I got a black belt and then I um, 
felt a little bit better than everybody else because you know I went through it I done it and I think maybe it's maybe more male thing but you know it was like a kick for about a week or two being feeling maybe it's just just justified to feel a little bit better maybe it's just that you know reward to yourself that you actually achieved it and went over it I hope I haven't been too cocky about it but who knows I can't remember it was a long time ago but you know do you have thing like that or are you expecting thing like that or you know just a boost of uh, confidence maybe not ego the confidence I think it's given me a little boost in confidence yeah definitely but almost immediately for instance in this class that we were just doing um, there are some new um, newish um, youngsters in there and they are one of them in particular that I know of is phenomenal at, at uh, double leg takedowns because he does rugby. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the, that's the one of those three new people who joined in when I was there, right? Um, there was so a girl and two boys, I think. That's right. One of those, one of the, one of the boys. And, um, you know, there's, there's not really much space for ego when, when, you know, a, a kid that good can just take you off your feet just without even blinking. Because he's he's been working that takedown for ages and and I haven't. Mm. So and I just I'm I think I'm quite conscious that it's really easy for your ego to get a bit big when you achieve something that's really massive. Um, and how dangerous that can be. You can't really have. It's not great to have an enormous ego. I don't think in a in a dojo. I don't think it's the safest thing. So I was I was quite aware actually this week of thinking I'm really glad that somebody can is so much better than me mm-hmm. because I can learn from them and and maybe that might be helpful for them as well to kind of realize that people who are in inverted commas better than them or further along than them also need to learn things that they can do mm-hmm. it's, it's nice to he- nice to hear that you're going to be a level-headed black belt well I'd like to try but that could be my insane ego out of control saying I'm so marvellous I I doubt it to be honest with you but I I hope not I hope not (laughs) I'm sure you won't I hope not that would be be a shame I like to say that uh, you know the the martial arts and the grades especially the higher grades are like uh, money right so they just um, amplify who you are if you're a bad person you got more money you are just a more bad person with more power and the same in martial arts right if you're a uh, not very nice person having a black belt and a little bit of power just makes you a bit worse and opposite happens if you're a good person then you got that you know boost of being a good person um, yeah I mean I like to think that I'm someone who wants to improve themselves mm-hmm. I like to think that I like to think that I want to do better and be better, not than anyone else, but than I was previously. Mm, it's important to not compare yourself, although it's very difficult, isn't it? It's, I'm always comparing myself to everybody else, and it it never serves me. I, only It sometimes serves you if you see someone doing something in a particular way, and you think, I'd love to do that, I'd mm. love to do how they do it, and I can't do that. But that gives you something to, gives me anyway, something to shoot for. Yeah. If I see someone doing kata in a particular way and I think I love that, I'd love to move that way. 
or someone doing a takedown and you think, I think I could do that in that way. Um, and when I watch um, like professionals fighting in UFC every now and then I see someone doing something, I think I would love that. I'd love to mm. be able to do that. But, you, but you're not um, doing it for eight hours a day and being paid for it. So. Oh God, no, absolutely not. But it's something that you can aspire to, yeah. I'd like to do that. But when, it, when that goes wrong um, is when I'm upset because I can't do what someone else can mm. do and I'm conveniently forgetting that they're 30 years younger than I am. Yeah, for sure. You know, and, and not that I'm trying to make excuses for myself, but you also have to be kind of realistic about where you are and who you are. That, that, that's why I keep trying after 25 years to keep kick to the head, but I can't because of my hips, but the brain doesn't compute. It still thinks that one day, one day, I'll be Van Damme. One day. <laughs> That was always my goal. To, really? to I think, for, in my opinion, his kicking technique is the flawless. That's that's the goal I aspire, but failing oh. miserably. Constant, consist, consistently failing miserably over twenty five years, but at least I'm consistent. You are consistent. You yeah. are consistent. You are a very good kicker. Mm, only to the hip level <laughs> I'm not going beyond well that's always going to be better than I can do <clears throat> ah. <laughs> we all got the, our special things so I'm sure you you're going to develop more and more especially now you're competing as well and I think that verifies things and refine things when you put it under pressure mm. that was um I mean, in, in a similar way to actually going through this grading, that was, um, it had a similar effect of, of speeding up a learning process because you've got this finite date coming up. You know, it's going to come and you have to be ready for it mm -hmm. and kind of everything else drops away and you have this one thing to, to focus on. Uh, and I mean, you used to compete quite mm -hmm. a lot, didn't you? But this was the first one for me. So it's amazing what dropped away, what I ditched we all mm. felt that you know joe and, and greg and i we all competed and we all found that that so much of what we were, were consistently practicing just had to just be ditched in order to be ready for a competition yeah if you would like to know more about that um so greg and joe have a nice podcast about it um so listen to conversation on karate and you can um, deep dive about the, their um, review of the competition because okay. i thought that was one of the really good ones um, you, all, you all your co podcasts are great, but uh, this one was interesting for me because we talk about it in real, in in life after after the podcast and your seminar when when we train together. And it was interesting to how how much um, review you done and how much you took from the one competition is quite quite good. Yeah. To listen. So what what what's the what's the future goals for uh, Sue the black belt? Um, the future, you know, once, apart from all the other things that I said about how I felt after I've got it, one of the most overwhelming feelings that I've got now is one of feeling kind of relief and mm -hmm. freedom. And all of a sudden, I just feel like, ugh. And I'd forgotten how, 
how much again of the fun stuff I ditched in order to enjoying myself I ditched in order to be prepared for grading mm -hmm. I'd really focused hard on getting stuff learned making sure I was on it and because things have been very pressured for me at home and I have a lot of work on and we've been getting ready for this grading I hadn't been doing um, my weapons classes with James and um, I hadn't really been doing much yoga and I haven't been practicing karate just for fun mm -hmm. so all of a sudden I'm just like okay all of that can come back in now there's space for it yeah I time to relax to. It's, yeah well, relax in terms of pressure mm -hmm. to achieve something by a certain date other than by choice Mm -hmm. You know, so if I decide to go for another competition or what have you, there's now space for me to go, right, okay, now I can go to jiu-jitsu classes. Now I can go over to Bristol and join in a friend's kickboxing class. Mm -hmm. Now I've got, I can, you know, time allowing, obviously, because there isn't much time. And um, it just feels like now I've got the, the space again to kind of like include all the things that I want to do. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Back because I was loving doing well. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't, I don't share that love for it. I don't like weapons, but yeah, no. if if that's what you like, go for it. I love it all. I love it all, and that's the thing. When the pressure goes away, and I think this is why it's good to have the pressure sometimes, so you can compare and contrast. You know, you go through it, you're done with it, you come away from it. it, it it's kind of, I think, it's good to have that balance of working hard to a goal and then relaxing and exploring mm, without a goal other than just pursuing what what makes you feel good in your chosen path so I think if if learning weapons feels interesting and pleasant then do it yeah for sure you have to follow the you know we all different we do different things that make us happy and we need to follow that I kind of never never been into weapons but I I appreciate the looks of it and people's passion especially James's um, but just not for me yeah. I've got my two I've got my weapons my hands are weapons, weapons. Lethal weapons. <laughs> yeah You've got your van damme feet yeah I wish <laughs> yeah the immense power okay now is the time when you advertise your podcast Joe's and Greg's club and all sorts of things okay so I train at Somerset Applied Karate where Joe Andrews and Greg Linham are instructors um, so you can find just look up Somerset Applied Karate online or on Facebook and you want to get in touch with them just drop Joe a message anytime if you want to find out anything they also have um, Joe is really good at filming stuff so you can mm -hmm. look at our YouTube tons of stuff that shows you what we do usually footage of me falling flat on my ass um, failing to do stuff always the camera turns to me just as I get hit fall over or completely stuff something up so if that makes you happy go ahead and look at that and uh, Greg and I have a podcast called conversations on karate where for the last three years is it we've been rabbiting on every three or four weeks and then talking to fabulous people like, for instance, Les Booker, who comes and talks to us. Yeah, all I, sorts of interesting guests. Mm, 
I, I recommend highly the podcast, the club and the YouTube channel. So if you haven't done it, we will find you and we will bunker you. Yeah. Um, so it was, uh, as always, pleasure to chat to you. And once again, congratulations. Thank you, Les. Thank you very much. Oh, sh- oh sh- that's right. Cool. Are you happy with everything? Yeah.